Hey guys, welcome back to the Starring Milana podcast. This is season three, episode 17, and we are still quarantined. Um, another Monday, another week of quarantining, I guess. Um, in this week's episode, we're going to talk about Drake's house, the extended stay-at-home order to May 15th, and what to do if your parents don't like your significant other. So it's going to be a great episode, I think, I hope. Um, so let's just get into it. If you're new here, there are three segments in this podcast. The first one is called BTS, where we recap my past week. The second segment is called Talkworthy, where we pick a few things going on in the media and we try to offer a new or different perspective. And the third segment is Dropping Gems, where we pick a topic of the week and we drop a few gems. By the way, if you're watching on YouTube, there is an audio version to this podcast. Visit any podcast apps and search at Starring Milana. And if you're listening on the audio apps, um, you know, if you feel like seeing what I look like today in this episode, go to youtube.com forward slash Starring Milana. Make sure to subscribe, leave a comment, give a thumbs up, a rating, a review, all the goods across all of the platforms. Um, so yeah, let's just get straight into it the BTS segment. Um, So I have been seeing, I think now we are in, let's see, is it week four? I don't even know, of the the stay home order, this quarantine. And I've been seeing a lot of people talk about, um, on my timeline anyway, you might not be able to relate, but giving themselves a lash break, basically saying like, oh, I'm going to, this is a great time for a lash break. It is because you're not really seeing anybody. So a lot of people are actually taking off their lashes. But I gave myself a lash break um, back in November for like a month and a half. And I just said, I can never do this again. Now, I don't have a choice once my lashes are gone. By the way, this has been a month since I had a fill and they are still hanging on and I think look pretty good. Um, But I'm not going to remove my lashes. I'm just going to wait for them to fall out on their own. And um, maybe when there's like one or two left, I'll remove them. But I'm holding on to dear life because I did a lash break and I could barely last a month. So um, I actually really want to give myself a facial, but I don't want to do that because I don't want the um, steam to, you know, help push my lashes to fall off. So that's kind of where I'm at with my um lash extensions (laughs) i guess i started off with the episode with the most important thing right um another thing is i've been doing pretty good in the beginning in regards to like staying productive and not like sitting there online shopping and that kind of stuff well this week i took two days of like randomly online shopping or researching for things that i've been wanting to do actually um one thing that I've been waiting for to do and I've been kind of like it's been in the back of my mind and I haven't done it so I love eucalyptus scent it is my favorite like oil my favorite scent anytime I go get a massage I always tell them to use eucalyptus I just love eucalyptus and um I have been wanting for a long time to do um to purchase like eucalyptus plants and hang them in my shower you know when you shower it's hot so it creates like a steam um and eucalyptus is really like soothing for your chest and um for your mood and a lot of things so I've been meaning to do that but every time I go to the store like a grocery store I always forget to look for eucalyptus or going to a flower shop I just don't ever think about it or ever look for it I always forget so I actually signed up for a subscription service call me crazy that um delivers a eucalyptus plant once a month and you can either put it around your house or you can hang it in the shower and it's delivered once a month to your door it's a subscription service and yeah I'm really excited I think I should get it by the end of next week so I'll let you guys know 
what it's like um so that's one thing i bought then i don't know if you guys remember this from a couple of episodes ago i found out that i've been wearing the wrong size bra all these years um and you know I had to purchase like new bras, like great, but that also goes into sports bras. I have also, you know, been wearing the wrong size sports bras because I always, I thought my bra size was a different size. So um, now I finally kind of had some time to sit down and look for sports bras online. So that's what I've been shopping for. And I've also, I love essential oils, but I don't really know the proper way to use some of them. So like, obviously I use them in my oil diffuser at night, but I, you know, I know there's some that you smell, there's some that you, that, there's certain oils that are good for certain things. So I sat down and did some research about what oils are good for focusing, which ones are good for sleeping and meditating, and which ones are good for sinuses. So I did a little bit of research, and then um, I decided that I was going to kind of create my own little concoctions and roller bottles to, to have and, and kind of title like this one. You know, you put um, lemon and whatever some of the other scents are into one roller bottle and this one is like the focus bottle so you roll it on your um, palms or back of your ears when you need to focus and the same thing for my sleep bottle and the same thing for like my sinus bottles and um, so yeah I purchased a few more oils because I already have a pretty good amount and then I purchased roller bottles and that should be here soon and I'm gonna start kind of you know I'm gonna be a little scientist in my lab creating these roller, roller bottle concoctions and see if it works these are all things that have been on my mind and on this invisible list of things that I eventually want to do when I have time and I've never really had time to like look for eucalyptus plants or like sit down and create like essential oil roller bottles so this is kind of exciting for me I'm doing some things that I really never had time to do um speaking of things I never really had time to do I you know I don't eat meat it's almost been three years and for me sometimes I crave like hot wings and every time I crave hot wings I order um unless a restaurant has a really good like vegetarian hot wing option which a lot of them don't yet I order like buffalo cauliflower wings so I decided now that we have an air fryer to make buffalo cauliflower um hot wings hot wings um and onion rings so this was you know the first attempt was pretty good um they tasted pretty well so I'm gonna try to definitely do this again but I do want to say I am getting really tired of cooking I'm getting so tired of cooking I'm getting so tired of doing dishes um I've been cooking so much I've never cooked this much in my life that I know when things expire in my fridge let's let's think, let's rewind and think about this I have been cooking so much that I know the expiration dates of products in my fridge I woke up the other day like it's April 11th on April 12th uh uh, on April 12th, my spinach expires. I need to do something with my spinach today. Like I'm going crazy at this point, knowing the expiration dates of items in my fridge and my pantry actually. Um, so yeah, getting tired of cooking. <laughs> That's really where quarantine has left me. I was excited first, like try to cook all these things that I want to cook, but I'm running out of things I want to cook. Um, I'm also getting really tired of doing dishes. I've never done so many dishes in my life. I have a dishwasher, but it's still like every little cup is in and out. All of the dishes go in and out. It's like a constant thing throughout the day is dishes um what else okay so lent is over i've completed lent successfully i have did not eat bread or fries or um hot cheetos or munchies and now that it's over i'm gonna eat a veggie burger which i'm really excited about um i'm gonna have a lox and bagel which is one of my favorite things to eat i can have some french fries um, avocado toast and of course hot cheetos so i'm really excited to get into that um another thing this week so i saw this instagram ad 
for an automatic shoe cover and this is really interesting to me and really exciting to me and i think i'm gonna purchase these as gifts for people who won't let you keep the, your shoes on when you enter their house i okay so let me explain what this is basically it's like a um it's like a a little dispenser you step into someone's house you put your foot into the dispenser and automatically the shoe cover comes on and then you step out and then you put the other foot and it covers the other foot and you just go on about your day why is this important um because someone like me i hate when i go to someone's house and they ask me to take my shoes off like I understand certain areas of your house. Maybe there's like a white fur area rug or maybe the kid's room. But you're asking me to take my shoes off. What if I'm not prepared? Do you have slippers for me? Do you have slippers for everyone? And if you have slippers for me, who wore these slippers before me? Whose feet were in these slippers, right? Um, I do not like taking my shoes off at people's houses. And then I feel like if you're going to make me take my shoes off at your house, you need to have slippers or you need to have these shoe covers and just let people cover their shoes I think it's really inconsiderate to make everyone that comes into your house take their shoes off. So yeah, I might start purchasing that for you guys. Um, another thing I realized this week, so I also, another subscription service that I have is a um, tampon company called Lola and they're like organic chemical free made tampons and I get them delivered. You can, you, it's a su subscription service. You can pick whatever one you want. So you can do like every eight weeks, every four weeks, and then you choose what's, you know, what abs the absorbency level of the tampon. So a, a super plus, a super, a regular, a light um, tampons that go into your box. So I have a current, my current subscription is, is mm, two boxes, I think it's, or three boxes every eight weeks. And I, you know, at, at one point I thought I needed that. Then I, I got my box today and I went, I have my uh, tampons organized in my bathroom and I went and I was like, damn, I still have like so many boxes left. I was like, how many tampons do I have? And I counted, I had 95 tampons that I have not used. And these subscriptions just keep getting delivered. And I'm like, oh my God, I probably oversubscribe it. So I skipped a subscription. I um, lowered the amount of boxes that I want delivered. And I changed the absorbency levels. And yeah, I mean, I don't know. I just, I just, I don't know. And then also having my period while being on quarantines made me realize that like, we definitely need to come up with some sort of, uh, legislation that allows that makes companies and businesses allow women to stay home for at least the first day or the second day wherever day that they have the most pain or the heaviest to stay home from work that day because it is much better that we can deal with our periods on the our heaviest or toughest day at home and not you know have to be on painkillers of 1800 milligrams of eight painkillers just to get through a work day where you can be home, maybe take a light dose, maybe use a heating pad, lay down and kind of get through that day instead of shooting your body up with, with medication just to get through a work day. Um, so yeah, that, that's one thing I realized. Another thing is my boyfriend and I started Handmaid's Tale. Um, so again, there's shows that we watch separately and there's shows that we watch together and Handmaid's Tale is a new show that we decided to start watching together. And you guys, it is so depressing. I am almost halfway through season two and I have to tell you it is one of the most depressing shows I've ever watched it is a mood kill especially in the time that we're at now being quarantined and like just not knowing what our future holds and just like being told by the government to stay at home so like watching Handmaid's Tale is like really 
make making the, my mood worse um but i just can't stop watching it. it's really good but these are the times where when i watch something that that really just like gives me anxiety i go then following that i watch friends and right now i cannot get a hold of friends it is not on netflix anymore we're still waiting for hbo max and it's, it hasn't come out yet so i you know that's the only show that really gives me um puts me in a good mood and like really makes me happy and it's just not available for me to watch so yeah i've been uh, sitting up going to sleep watching you know real housewives of potomac by the way which i'm almost done with i only have four episodes left and then i'm finished with all housewives franchises um that makes me really sad i don't know what i'm gonna watch should i watch vanderpump rules if you guys are listening please dm me and tell me what shit reality show i need to watch next and i know people are always giving me shows i should watch and yes there's different kinds of shows there's shows that you need to sit down and like focus and pay attention to like a handsmaid's tale right but then there's shows where you can kind of go through your day like I can curl my hair I can do my makeup I can wash the dishes like shows that pass time um I really need one of those shows so it's like should I watch Vanderpump Rules or I've been hearing about 90 Day Fiance but I don't know is that a show that I need to like pay attention to or what so give me if you guys can just DM me on Instagram and tell me what reality show I should watch next um that will help me kind of pass my time also, that show Family Karma came out. I guess it's about like a three generations of of um, an Indian family. I, I, I don't know. Is it good? I'm kind of thinking about maybe start, starting that one or what else? Shaws of Sunset. Um, there's some reality shows I haven't seen. Yeah, I have not seen Shaws of Sunset and I have not seen Vanderpump Rules um, and Family Karma. So I'm wondering if I should. You guys hit me up on Instagram and let me no, and I think that's about it in my BTS segment. So I'm just gonna go ahead and start with Talkworthy. Um, I guess the first thing is there has been an order in LA County that they are going to extend the stay home time period to May 15th. So now that is three of my friends. So two friends whose birthdays are in April and one friend in May. Uh, well, I have multiple, but the, these three people in particular are all turning 30. So now all three of them are going to be spending their 30th birthday in the house. Um, I have a feeling it's going to be the same thing for me in June because I think this may actually extend to June. I was talking to Lena about this and I said to her, honestly, I feel like we're going to be sitting home all through June. Like, that's just how I feel. And I think that, um, what's going to end up happening is they're not going to tell us that. And I think they probably already know that. I mean, they keep saying like, if we want to lower the, the death rates and we want to help the hospital system, we need to make sure that, you know, we basically stay home and stay away from each other until August 1st. But I'm like, are we still going to start slowly going back to regular life in like mid-July? I don't know. Are we really going to stay home up until like July? And I, I have been thinking that for a while. I just think that they don't want to tell us that and freak everyone out. So they're telling us every two weeks at a time, which is understandable. Um, but yeah, so now we went from April, you know, I don't know, 19th to April 30th to May 15th. So that's kind of where we're at now. Um, and this is a statement that was made According to the LA Times, if the stay-at-home order was quickly rescinded and people resumed their normal habits, an astonishing 95.6% of LA County residents would be infected with the coronavirus by August 1st, according to projections released by the county. But increasing our efforts to stay apart from one another by one-third could reduce that to just about having 5.5% of Los Angeles County residents infected by August 1st. Um, so yeah, that's kind of where we're at. My only problem is now like... 
I'm really getting tired of cooking. I thought I was going to enjoy it. Um, I don't really, and I did for a while, I'm running out of things that I want to cook. There's, you know, there's all these things I've always wanted to try and now I'm try them. And so now I'm kind of running out of things that I want to cook. Um, and like I said, I'm really tired of doing dishes. So I need to find some way to, uh, spend my time. What else has happened this week that was outside of coronavirus? Um, I guess I can talk about some positivity that to celebrate, you know, we've been hearing a lot of like celebrities being diagnosed and that kind of stuff. But I do want to say shout out to Tyler Perry. He paid the grocery tabs for seniors and high risk shoppers. And these are conflicting stories because he wanted to, the story wanted to be, he wanted to remain anonymous, but of course it came out. It says one article said 44 Kroger stores in Metro Atlanta on Wednesday. Another article said 73 stores total, which ended up being thousands of people. Um, and that's amazing. So shout out to Tyler Perry. And then Jack Dorsey and Rihanna's foundation came together to co-fund 4.2 million grant to address the current crisis for domestic violence victims um, in Los Angeles as a result of the COVID-19 Safer at Home order. So, and then Facebook is providing $100 million in grants for small businesses throughout the world. This is amazing. I do want to say like during this time, people are coming together and, you know, providing aid and help and care in any way that we can. So I guess that's one positive uh, going on right now currently okay guys another thing um that happened this week is this whole ordeal with the weekend so he did an interview in variety and this was a quote um i heard climax that usher song and was like holy fuck that's a weekend song it was very flattering and i knew i was doing something right but i also got angry but the older i got i realized it's a good thing um, so then the whole internet obviously went crazy um, and they were kind of saying that like, oh, he's bashing Usher. Who was the weekend to say that like Usher copied him? Like that's disrespectful. Like Usher's an OG. Usher's better. Like it's just a whole thing about like comparing the weekend to Usher. Um, and then the weekend said, of course, media blows things out of proportion and takes things out of context. Usher is a king and always an inspiration. So it was flattering to hear that him and Diplo did what him and Diplo did on Climax. So then Diplo went and responded and said, the production on Climax lends itself to House of Balloons era. When I heard those early records, they blew my mind, soulful in their silences and a spacey iconic voice that felt uniquely internet. The idea of R&B having dark edges was what I wanted to bring to Usher. So a few things. First of all, like Diplo, who produced the song, clearly said that like it was inspired by the House of Balloons era. And if you do hear you know, House of Balloons, you kind of get that feel when you listen to Climax, but it's not by any means similar song. Nobody copied anybody. It was just the sound was inspired by, and obviously Diplo, who created the sound and produced the record, said this, like, agreed and, like, validated The weekend's point, um, and I just want to say this, like, you people are part of the problem. Creating this whole, like, battle between The weekend and usher that never really existed um do you guys have reading comprehension skills like all you have to do is use your common sense a little bit and maybe read between the lines you're reading this one quote from a interview that the weekend did nowhere in the interview did he say usher stole his sound that usher copied hit he just said when i heard climax the usher song he's not going to say 
when you're in conversation, you're going to say what people you're, you're talking about. You're going to relate it to what people are going to remember. People remember Usher, the climax song saying, you know, the one song that was produced by Diplo that was called climax that Usher did. Like, you're not going to say that he's just making a reference. He's giving you a reference point. Climax, the song that we all know who is Usher's song. When people usually think of a song, they think of the artist who sang it. They're not thinking about the producers who produced it. I would say 95% of the time, right? So all you had to do was read his read that quote, read it again and see what he's saying. He didn't, in no way did he say anything that he copied him or anything like that. He was just saying it was inspired by it. So I just think that like people really are part of the problem creating something that really didn't need to be a thing. Okay, so Drake's house is um, going to be featured in the Architectural Digest magazine. I actually have a subscription to Architectural Digest, so I'm really excited to get that um, copy to be able to see his house. I've been waiting to see his house, not because I'm like, oh, I love this house. Actually, I think that um, it's not really my style. It's not like it's a little, it's, it's gaudy, like there's, it's modern, a mix of modern and um, I don't know, it's just gold. There's different elements of the house that, there's some elements of the house that I really like. Overall, it's not really my style, but it's not my house. Who gives a shit what my opinion is on his house? Like, he lives there. I'm more of like a Japanese style, comfortable, cozy, like a rustic modern mix. I don't even know what the proper term is, but like whites and creams, like those are earth tones, like cement and stone and crystal and natural elements like that's kind of more my style honestly believe it or not like I would say even more like Kim and Kanye's house would be more my style where it's just very like like super clean line and just um I felt like you know natural elements so that I would say that is more my style than this but I'm really excited to see it because I really do think it's going to be an incredible like piece of architecture I mean he took him a really long time to build it is massive and it just has so many different elements I'm really excited to see it it does look like a big ass Vegas hotel um and so imagine living in that so I want to see all parts of his house I'm really excited for that um magazine to arrive into my mail there was an article that came out I, I don't know if it was an article or where this information was i guess i should have done some research or where this information came from but basically the real house sides of new york had its premiere last week and in you know bethany frankel who's kind of like an og she really was like i guess a star of that show one of the main 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 stars of that show and um that show actually did a lot basically everything for her career and um she did not return this season and in the big first episode you see the housewives reaction the other housewives reaction about her not returning um and you see some of them saying things like you know oh it's it will be better without her or like I don't really care or like whatever just like kind of a little kind of mean things and so she responded and said um Something about the fact that like, oh, the ratings on the show aren't doing that well. They're lower than they've ever been. Um, maybe it's because people want positive things right now. They don't want to be seeing that kind of content. I just have to say this. Like, first of all, I think, first of all, the ratings for 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 that um, episode are pretty similar to every other episode that has premiered. But second, I do want to say that I think that her kind of trying to drag the show down as something that's not necessarily like positive or people aren't looking for that kind of content. It's a little bit strange to me because you were on that show and the content hasn't really changed much over the years. And I just personally, and I understand she's upset about, you know, the things that some of her co-stars have said, but that's something that you need to take up with them. I think it's really sucky when people kind of try to insult something that has helped them 
to where they're at today. Kind of like shitting on, you know, a part of your past. Um, a, this is Housewives is a franchise that has helped build her career. So just because you stepped away from it doesn't mean now you can shit on it um, and the people that are a part of it. And it's you know she's probably focusing on the housewives themselves, but there's a cast, there's a crew, there a, there are producers, a lot of people that work on the show. And for you to kind of just like shit on you know a place and an environment and and something that you helped you kind of be where you're at today. I don't like that. So I just thought that was pretty happy for her to um, have that statement. It's just not my thing. I would never shit on a place that, you know, I came from or something or uh, someone or someone, something or someone who's helped me become who I am today. So yeah. Um, and I guess that's about in Talkworthy. As I've been saying the past few episodes, there's not really a lot going on. There's not really a lot of news to cover besides obviously anything related to COVID-19 or the quarantine. So I'm just trying to stay away from that kind of stuff as much as possible because there's enough out there of it. So I'm really just finding, trying to find things to talk about that are, um, could be interesting, I guess. So I'm going to move on to the dropping gems segment. And the topic of the week is, can you marry someone whose parents, whose your parents don't like? So I have, uh, what inspired this? I have a, um, an Excel document, if you will, of all a bunch of topics that I have been wanting to talk about that every time I think of something, I just kind of add to this list. And this has been on my list for a long time. And this is also something that I wanted to have a topic that I wanted to have a guest for. And maybe again, I will eventually have like a part two to this, but, um, I'm just going to talk about this one myself because there are no guests here at the moment. Um, so can you marry someone and if, can you marry someone if your parents don't like them? Um, disclaimer from what I've known, everyone's parents that I've ever dated liked me. Um, so I'm, you know, I'm not really, I mean, from what I've known, I don't know, maybe they didn't tell me, but I'm coming from a place of, you know, the, the, the other side of like having your parents not like your significant other. That's kind of the, the place that I want to come from. Um, so I would start off by saying, if this is the case, don't be so defensive. Um, try to figure out why they don't like your significant, your significant other. What is the reason, right? Um, what about them don't they like? Sometimes like when you're in love with somebody, you might have blinders on and you may not see things that others around you or your parents see. And parents, your parents have lived a long life. A lot of the time they are wiser. They might know more. They have experienced more. So I think it is beneficial for you to hear your parents out. Um, I read an article in Huffington Post and it said many times parents' reasons for disliking their kid's partner don't have anything to do with how happy their child is in the relationship. They may disapprove their partner because they're not who they picture their child would end up with, whether that's tied to personality, physical appearance, socioeconomic, uh, socioeconomic status, sexual orientation, disability, race, cultural, or religious background, career, and other life choices. So I do think that like if those are the reasons that your parents may not like somebody, then I don't know if that is uh, a fair reason to kind of like listen to your parents or even, I don't, I don't know if that's fair, just because they don't like them based on these kinds of things. Um, if those are the kinds of things that the reasons why they don't like them, maybe like they're, you're Christian and they're Muslim or they're this and they're that. I do that feel like even if you continue to, um, if you continue in your relationship and you decide to get married, I do think eventually parents come around. Um, and I, 
you know, I think most parents have unconditional love. I can't say all parents. I think some parents' love comes with conditions, but in general, most parents probably have unconditional love. And, you know, eventually they'll see that if you're happy, then they will probably come to a to a, a point where they can be cordial or be happy for you because you are their child and the love hopefully is unconditional. Um, I did have an ex, however, who my parents didn't like. I've only introduced two guys to my parents. And the first guy that I ever introduced, my mom didn't really like him. Um, and my dad was indifferent. And I think that being indifferent is probably worse than not liking because you just feel nothing. You don't like them and you don't hate them. So you kind of feel nothing for them. And when you feel nothing for somebody, it's probably because you just don't care enough about them to feel any type of emotion towards them. So, um, yeah, he felt nothing and my mom didn't like him. And you know, when I asked her why, I think, um, she said things, you know, she knew right away that he wasn't a serious guy, whatever that meant to her. Um, he was a little arrogant. He was a little mature. And I'm like, okay, well, maybe this is an impression that he left on you the first time of meeting him. And I kind of took those, you know, took what she said and, and I took them lightly and I just always had them in the back of my mind. I didn't really say anything. Um, I didn't fight her on it, you know, and I just let it just play out. But at the end of the day, her concerns were kind of my concerns as well. Whether I wanted to admit it or not, some of the things that she saw in him, I saw in myself, but I tried not to, uh, bring any light to them because I felt like if I did, then they would be true. Um, and that would mean that the relationship would be over. Um, I think that another way to really, one way to figure out if your parents' concerns are valid is to ask people around you that are not necessarily your parents. So ask close family members or ask close friends. If, if most people are saying the same thing or most people um, raise the same red flags, then at that point, you should really start questioning some of the things. Because like I said, when you are in love with somebody, you do tend to have blinders on. So asking other people that are not maybe not your parents, and if everybody is saying the same thing, then maybe you should step out, step out of the relationship kind of in you know take your yourself out take the love out and really just try to look at what people are saying and if you can see those same same you know red flags um if you don't hear you know their concerns from anyone else then I would just kind of set boundaries with your parents um I think that maybe not bringing your significant other around all the time maybe not sharing a lot of information about your significant other with your parents so that eventually they don't have you know, they don't use that kind of stuff against you. Um, I think that is one way to kind of set a boundary until your parents are able to come around. You know, I just want to remind you that if you feel like your parents' concerns aren't fair, like if they are just based on this person's skin color or their religion or the way they were, you know, brought up, whether their parents are divorced, if these are the kinds of reasons that aren't fair, that a lot of the reasons are out of, you know, the, your significant other's control, then I would just really, um, really then not focus on your parents' concerns because they're not fair and you can't, you have to just kind of like let them feel how they feel and you continue on with your relationship because in my opinion, those are not fair concerns. Fair concerns are if you, that, you know, your parents see signs of, um, emotional abuse, mental abuse, even physical abuse, um, financial abuse, right? If your parents are seeing signs of that from your significant other, then I would be concerned. But if it's things that are out of control, you know, out of people's controls, like the, their skin color, like their, um, I mean, I guess religion isn't necessarily out of your, your significant other's control, but the way that they were brought up, you know, what, what their parents do, their, again, their social economical status, like if these are things that 
are out of their control or um, more out of their control, then I really wouldn't be too worried about your um, parents' feelings towards them because those are not you know fair i don't don't dwell on those concerns because they're always going to be in the back of your mind and what's going to end up happening is anytime that you have an argument a little tidbit or something with your significant other your parents concerns are going to constantly be in the uh back of your mind right and so what i did with my mother's concerns the first boyfriend that i brought to my house is i remember them but i didn't dwell on them because i knew my mom's always had a strong opinion about everything not even a significant other about my, my life myself so i always just take her things very lightly and I don't I kind of goes sad to say so sometimes it goes in one ear out the other I've kind of realized over the years what kinds of things to hone into and what kinds of things that she says to kind of like let go of just because there's a you know kind of like a, a, a cultural difference like she grew up in another country we grew up here so a lot of the things I can't really relate to that she says but for the most part you know I try to listen and then and if it matters it stays here and if it doesn't goes out of you know my ear so when she did say those concerns I remember them but I didn't really dwell on them but at the end of the day like everything she said ended up playing out um you know and I and I and the way that it was supposed to and it was really had nothing to do with me it was really just because of the who the, the guy was he wasn't ready for you know a certain kind of relationship and my mom was right so um you know in, th in that sense she was right but I do want to just say that like Really um, remember that your life is yours. You know, I have uh, friends who sometimes couldn't um, bring certain people home um, because, you know, their parents just didn't approve of uh, dating outside of your race. Um, you know, I hate that word. So, but I'm using it for you guys to kind of bring, build some context. I use, you know, I like to use ethnicity. Um, but I have had friends that have that and I've had, you know, family members who've had to marry um, people just because their parents approve and maybe not necessarily marry someone else because their parents wouldn't approve. And, you know, you end up living a really sad and miserable life. So I just want to say that a reminder that your life is yours to live. Don't eliminate things that people are saying around you because there are times where you can be blinded, but, um, you know, take it with caution. Always take everything that people tell you with caution. Words can be very powerful and people can tell you things and yell things at you all day long, but you have to be able to filter through certain things because words hold so much power and you have to figure out which words and which, uh, concepts and, and you know, what, what's important for you to kind of, um, take in and, you know, uh, dwell on and what you don't. So I, I really just want to remind you that your li life is yours to live, try to live it, you know, um, wisely and really try to process everything that people say to you, um, pray about it and figure out where you want to store certain things and, um, what things you kind of want to let go of, um, yeah and that's about it i hope that um that was interesting i guess i don't know what else to say i think that um uh, i think that it would be really nice to hear another person's perspective on this topic and you know when i am able to have guests and this shit is over i will bring someone on who can share their side of their story about um you know parents not liking your significant other um and that's about it for today make sure to um share this podcast or this video if there was something here that you um enjoyed or something resonated with you um uh, make sure to use 
the hashtag Milana Monday and tag me at starring Milana and please DM me and let me know what reality show I should watch next. And one I forgot that was on my list. So there's Vanderpump Rules and like Southern Charm. And I think Ladies of London was another one. Um, yeah, let me know what I should spend my time watching. Thank you guys so much for listening and watching. Make sure to subscribe, leave a rating and a review and we'll be back next week.